we are live and we are back. Let's go. I'm Corey, your host, one half of the Court and Full Effect podcast. And I am back like I never left with another installment of Wealth Wednesdays. Here on the Court and Full Effect podcast, we discuss health and wealth, finances and fitness, and everything in between. And we want to make sure you save more and say less and keep making better your best. Yes, yes. However, my co host, Jordan, who has returned, from paternity leave. When he went on paternity leave, I started these Wealth Wednesdays where we get straight to finance topics and discuss the latest. I would say the latest. Sometimes it'd be a year old, but we discuss different financial topics and articles out there circulating so you can have a better view on the information that is being put out there from a media standpoint and how to properly assess it. However, speaking of Jordan, Corner Full Effect episode 57 did drop on Monday as far as the podcast platforms. And as a reminder, we are live streaming them now, or at least doing our best to. So they will be dropping actually on Sundays now when we live stream because it goes up right away once we're done live streaming on YouTube. So make sure you check us out on all the podcast platforms at Corner Full Effect and on YouTube as well. And speaking of the platforms, Make sure you hit that like button. Shout out to the YouTube algorithm. Make sure you share and subscribe. Leave the rate and reviews on the podcast platforms as well. Again, I'm Silent underscore Corey, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. My co-host Jordan can be found at Stop Stalling J on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And then his business page is Finally Fit 06 on Instagram and Finally Fit on Facebook. And his website is finallyfit.live to reach out for his personal trainer information. We have so many things. All this information is in the show notes as well. Now, as I said, we get straight to it. But before I get straight to it, today is February 15th. Shout out to my happy Valentine's Day or Valentine's Day, whatever you celebrate or if you don't celebrate. But being that today is February 15th, in two weeks, it'll be March 1st. So what does that mean, y'all? That means it'll be the day after the first hearing as far as the student loan forgiveness um, when it comes to Supreme Court hearing. I got my tongue, tongue tied. So in two weeks, we'll, we will be talking about the student loans again. Next week, we won't. But in two weeks, we will be. That'll be the very first episode we will have dropped since the hearing. And always remember, your student loans are scheduled to start back up 60 days after the hearing if it ends on or before June 29th. If it is still going on slash ends on June 30th, it starts 60 days after that, which is in short saying your student loans are scheduled to start back up between April 30th and August 30th. They're scheduled to start in anywhere between that as early as April 30th and as late as August 30th. Those are the ranges for the start dates. So if y'all get what y'all want, this forgiveness on February 28th, please remember that your student loans will be starting up April 30th. So if you get your forgiveness, which you want, your student loans will be starting back up on April 30th if the forgiveness occurs on February 28th where they rule in favor um, of the Biden administration. If they rule against them on February 28th, they're still starting back up on April 30th. It's whenever the hearing ends slash it's, it, the student loan start back up 60 days from June 30th. So don't let those dates confuse you as far as that June 30th date. It can, your student loans can start before that. So please be mindful of that. But again, like I said, we keep discussing student loans. I still got it here. Student loans, question mark, for those watching on YouTube. Student loans aren't going away. But as I said, we get straight to it. I know y'all see the title of the video or the podcast. Emergency savings. Shout out to the emergency fund. I didn't even know we're going to bank rate this time. I didn't even know bank rate did articles on this. And this is great that I do a year. At least that means every year we can just look at what the emergency fund situation is. And let me see. That zoomed in well enough for y'all. Now let me zoom in some more so y'all can see it. 
Ooh, that's all right. Here we go. Bank rate again, bank rates 2023 annual emergency fund savings report. So obviously, this is going to be based on last year, right? But let's see. And let's see who, who wrote this article. For those of you who don't, oh my goodness, the, the written by and the edited by. For those of you who don't know, it's your first time listening. The, the authors slash editors of these articles give me so much trouble. This is written by Lane Galipsy and edited by Tori Rubloff. Rubloff. Oh my goodness. This is published on January 25th, 2023. The bank rate promise we strive to. Okay, that's just sad. Okay, an uncertain economy is affecting how Americans are able to save for emergencies. Only 43%, here we go, all the stats, only 43% of people who would pay for an emergency expense of $1,000 or more from their savings, according to a new bank rate survey. It says only 43% who would pay for an emergency. This this is an, only 43% of people who would pay for an emergency expense of 1000 or more from their savings. Oh, they only would pay. Okay, I see what they're saying. I was like, what? They're saying only 43% of people have $1,000 or more in their savings. This is saying what they would use, right? But this is saying 57%, so over half, do not have $1,000 saved. This data comes from, again, Bank Rates Yearly Emergency Savings Report, an exclusive survey done by Bank Rate and polling partner SSRS. Not sure who that is. Since 2014, this survey has been conducted. They poll 1,000 plus U.S. adults. And again, this is where, you know, people talk about is anecdotal well they only poll a thousand people so whenever we're talking about you know only 43 percent of people have a thousand dollars saved they only polled a couple thousand people in the united states which is a large enough sample size but it's not like you know there's over you know 300 million people here so you know how accurate is that number but it is pretty accurate most people most people don't i think it, i think this number is higher i think 43 percent is higher than what um is actually true as far as how much money people have. Most people have no money. Okay. Not that they have the thousand dollars. Most people have zero dollars. If you once you know all their bills and stuff come out. Um, the most recent data, again, this is polled in last year, December 2022. It also is going to examine how interest rates oh affect savings rates and if people are worried about affording their bills if they lose their income. Well, people should be worried about affording their bills if they lose their income. I don't think you need a survey to for that even if you have an emergency fund and assets you still need to be worried about paying your bills if you have no income though paying from savings was the most popular option for how to pay for an emergency expense 25 percent of people say they would use a credit card okay so now we're getting into what that other 50 cent what the 57 percent who wouldn't pull from the savings would do so 25 percent of people would use a credit card to pay it off over time so they go into debt 11 percent said they would borrow money from family so that's another more debt so that's 36 percent 4% would take out a personal loan. My goodness. Along with over half, 57% of U.S. adults saying they wouldn't pay for an emergency from a savings. Unemployment and the high cost of everyday expenses are real financial risk for many Americans amid economic uncertainty. So people are going to use, a quarter of people are going to use uh, credit cards. 11% are going to borrow from somebody and 4% are take out a personal loan. I don't know if you should take out the prayer. What which which option should you do, Corey? If I have to take out debt, which one should I do? Definitely don't take from family. Don't do that. Don't take from family. Um just, just don't get the eye. Just <laughs> if you have an emergency, most times, and this is why I talk about the financial house, 
most emergencies should be covered by your insurance. That's what insurance is for. So if you're in a situation where like you need car repairs, shout out to Uber. Like, do you not have any friends? All these people I see you post on your social media, none of them can give you a ride. None of them, which makes sense. It's usually, you know, some of the, you're the sum of the five closest people. If you're struggling financially, it might make sense that the next five people closest to you are struggling financially too. But if you're in a situation where even if you get in a car accident, even if you get in a car accident, you got to pay the deductible, right? It's $500 for most people. But, you know, outside of that, you know, if you, you should have car, um, car renter's insurance as far as the ability to rent a car that you're paying for from your car insurance when you, if you get in an accident. So you should be covered there. You know, I mean, it's not much of an emergency. I mean, yes, if something like, you know, your roof caves in on your house, that's a big emergency. But that's what you have insurance for. I mean, <laughs> most things aren't emergencies. Even if you have a medical emergency, medical, a medical emergency, those bills aren't due right away. So at least you have some type to prep for them. And also, too, you should have what? Medical insurance. Shout out to it being crazy expensive here in America. But most people, they're, what they're classifying as an emergency usually is not an emergency. They're, the issue is their actual emergency is that they're struggling financially. <laughs> I just thought about that. No, you're not having an emergency. Your emergency is your current financial situation. That's the emergency. You have no money. Not that an actual emergency occurred. Oh, my goodness. While the unemployment rate has re remained historically low, too many Americans continue to live paycheck to paycheck. True. Especially concerning because we're on high alert for the possibility of recession when jobs will be lost. This is from Mark Hamrick, bank rate senior economic analyst. Yeah, I mean, the longer we go without a recession or it being deemed a recession, I believe, by the National Bureau of Economic Research, then the more likely it is like a recession is going to happen. So every year that goes by that's not a recession, it's more likely to occur. That's just how that works. Key statistics on emergency funds and personal savings. All right, here we go. Emergency savings need a boost. Only 43% are getting adults. Okay, we talked about that. With lower income households, women and younger generations being less likely than their counterparts. So this is saying that higher income slash men and older people and married people, I guess. Are more likely to have money saved, which makes sense. I mean, if you're in a two income, you know, if you have two incomes, two incomes is better than one. Credit card dependency at a record high. Again, 25% would use credit card debt for a thousand dollar plus emergency and pay it off over time. This is a record percentage since polling started in 2014. Well, it's almost 10 years. Inflation, unemployment are to blame? No. I mean, they're not to blame. They make the situation worse, but they're not to blame. 74% say economic factors are causing them to save less right now, including 70, 68%, but almost 70% who say inflation is to blame <laughs> up from 49% last year and 44% who say changes in income and employment are holding them back. See, this is where things are get confusing. Although you might have lost your job during the panorama, shout out to the stimulus checks, things like that. But in short, your expenses should have been significantly reduced during the pandemic because we could only, we could do less stuff. Shout out to y'all taking the flights that, you know, were significantly cheaper, but it's like, you shouldn't have done that. You should have been going out to eat. Right? A lot of people were, then you had a situation where, you know, you had to use like DoorDash and things like that. That, that costs more money than if you were just, it, it's cheaper to go out to eat than to have DoorDash delivered to you. My goodness. So there, yes, inflation and unemployment are going to impact you financially. Yeah. Good job. Stuff, stuff increases and you don't have no income. Good job. But as far as it actually being the blame, no. The best way to prepare for a recession is before one happens. 
And although we, I think we did technically have a recession in 2020, expenses went down and there were plenty of jobs out there that they, they couldn't hire people. And this one, it comes to, if you have no money, you need to go to work. I don't know. I don't know why this is so wrong to say this. If you don't have money, you need to go get money. Okay. The theory that one inflation is always occurring. Inflation happens every year. Stuff goes up in price every year. The issue is when it goes up above the average, I think the average is roughly, you know, two to two to 4% range. So once we get in that five, six, seven, or eight point, I think 7%, which it was last year, that's when you're going to have that true impact. But inflation happens every year. Stuff gets more and more expensive. Not only that, as technology advances, and this is the one thing that truly kills people, more luxuries become necessities as technology advances. Just think about a cell phone for us millennials, cell phones, were not a necessity, but they slowly but surely have became a necessity. Wi-Fi was not a necessity. It has slowly but surely become a necessity. And then on top of that, the general keeping up with the Jones is the lifestyle inflation, right? And, you know, shout out to social media that makes y'all run up that bag, bad meaning debt, bad, bad debt, the bag, bag, bad, bad, bad debt, bad bag, as far as credit card debt. So that's, that's really what happened. That's really what this is, inflation and unemployment. But let's be very clear. Shout out to Maryland. McDonald's is giving out $12.50. Let me make sure because it's actually 2023. See, when I share the screen on y'all, you're going to be upset. Maryland minimum wage 2023. It might be $13 now. God. Excuse me for yelling. Look at this, y'all. Can y'all see this? Y'all can't see. Let me zoom in. It says minimum wage is $13.25. Minimum wage is $13.25 in Maryland. That's $27,500 a year. So if you get two minimum wage jobs, you're going to make 50K. Now, 5k actually but now you say well i gotta wait two minimum wage jobs well if you don't have no money <laughs> why aren't you going to work and this is why i don't really care because then we saw the data when i did the student loan episode where the people who have the most student loan debt are people with no kids if you don't have no kids you should always be at work what are you doing and then also too what are you spending your money on so what happens is the data comes out and y'all lie to yourselves y'all choosing to one not manage your money properly which is the main issue and then two if you have an income problem then go to work slash increase your skill set, whether that requires you getting more education, certifications, more changing job fields. But at the end of the day, if you don't have money, you need to do something to increase how much money you have. I mean, that, it's just that simple. All right. Consumer concern is high. 68%. Look at my little rant. 68% of people are worried they wouldn't be able to cover their living expenses for just one month, which means they don't have a one month emergency fund, which makes sense if they don't have a thousand dollars. If they lost their primary source of income, including 85% of Gen Zers. Okay, so Gen Zers are Gen Zers. Gen Z is right after millennials. I think Gen Z is 1997 to 20. It's going to be another. So 20, 2012, something like that, which is, you know, basically born in the late 80s, early 2000s, you know, people in that in the adult range. So some part, a good part of Gen Z is yet to turn 18. But the most concerned of any generation, but this makes sense. The, the people who have the lowest income are likely going to be the most worried about being able to pay for things. So that's that's a little hedge right there. Gen Z, Gen Z should be struggling the most financially. Most of them, they just they just got in the workforce. Less than half of adults would pay for a large expense with their savings. A quarter would pay with a credit card instead. We asked, OK, here we go. How would you pay for? OK. How would you pay for a surprise this year? Oh, can I not see it? Or can I see the whole thing? Oh. I'm just going to zoom out real quick so I can see this. Everything at one time. Let's see if it goes. Okay, there we go. Uh, if I had if hit with a $1,000 expense for an emergency room visit or car repair, you would. That's the thing. 
car repairs can cost up a thousand dollars. But here's the issue. What you went and did is you took out a loan for a luxury used vehicle. And because it costs the same as a Honda from as how much you paid from the dealership, you think you're going to have the Honda maintenance. No, you got a twenty twenty five thousand dollar Mercedes, BMW, Audi, whatever. And you still got the 50, 60 K type of maintenance that comes with that. No, you should have went and got a 10 to 15 K Honda Toyota. Keep your maintenance low. Keep your debt low. If you did take out loans, so you can aggressively pay it off faster. But no, you are using things that you can't truly afford. That's why you're in debt. <laughs> if you have credit card debt, that means, you, and it's not for medical expense, it's because you're spending too much money and you're living above your means. What what car, what, see, most car repairs aren't emergencies. Now, if you get in an accident, it's still not an issue, an emergency if you get in a car accident. The actual issue would be a medical emergency. If you get in a car accident, it's fine. That's what you have car insurance for. You can't drive your vehicle without car insurance. So as long as you as long as you're operating or should I say not breaking the law, you're good from that standpoint. The actual emergency would be if you actually get hurt. But if you get an accident and you don't get hurt and hopefully the other person isn't hurt, if it's, you know, a two or multi-car accident, then what's the emergency? And if you don't pay that deductible and, and catch an Uber or get one of your friends, as I said, that you be posting, y'all got all these friends, all these besties, your sister, your bro. But can't nobody give you a ride? And by the way, too, what they going to do? They going to charge you for a ride. Nobody. All right. Let me, let me move on. All right, pay the cost from savings, 43%. All right, we're looking more at the chart again. Reduce your spend. Shout out to 12% saying they're going to reduce their spending. That's good. So we got 12 plus 43. That's 55. Okay, over half of people are going to do their best not to pay cash. What what the hell does 4% said they're going to do something else? What does something else mean? Then 11% uh, are going to borrow for family or friends, and 4% are going to take out a personal loan. That's crazy. Let me see. I'm going to make sure this adds up to Okay, this is not yet 99%. This is what is something else? Hey, you don't take out, I guess, uh, payday loans, things like that. This is again a survey from December 16th to 19th of 2022. The amount of people, can y'all still see that? I don't feel like it's zoomed out too much. Okay. The amount of people who would pay for a thousand dollar emergency expense. Okay. Savings relatively unchanged after years of improvement. January 2022, bank rate found that a record high 44%. Would pay okay, so we're still at the same, but only drop okay, so it's still the same 43 44 percent. That's why we're always here 40 percent, roughly. So 40 percent of people have a thousand dollars or would use their emergency fund, should I say? That's what the actual statistic is from bank rate. Instead of using savings, 25 percent, right? Again, so we're saying the same thing again. The larger percentage, okay, okay, this is saying the same thing. We just read the same thing twice. Percentage who would use a credit card paid off over time to. Okay, this is by year, the um the credit card situation. Okay, I see what it is. It used to be, wow, 15, 16, 18, 20, 25%. That's from January 2019 to January 2023. Wow, it's almost doubled. It's almost doubled in five years, four to five years. That's crazy. That is crazy. All right, here we go. Um, with one in four, yep, telling people they will use credit cards. Their timing couldn't be worse. It's always worse to use credit cards and go into debt. Again, that's what the senior analyst, uh, economic analyst, should I say, senior economic analyst, Mark Hamrick, let me be respectful. On average, credit card interest rates are the highest. Yes, not on average. It's not on average. M most, 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 m most of the highest interest rates are credit cards, not on average. Goodness gracious, it's not 51% of the time. It's probably going to be close to like 80, 90. Outside of, you know, loan sharks, payday loans, credit card interest is always going to be high. Credit card interest will be in the 20, 20 plus percent. Uh, we've seen our slated to go higher, right? Okay, as the Federal Reserve 
continues to hike. You have the interest rates under the best of circumstances. This debt should be paid before costly interest charges hit the account. See, that's the thing. And it is debt technically. But if you don't get charged the interest, then you're operating when people say they use a credit card like a debit card. So if you don't get charged the interest, then technically one would say you're not actually going into debt, right? Just because you put it on your credit card, right, doesn't mean you're quote unquote going into debt. You know, a lot of people would say, hey, I just put on my credit card and get the points, rewards, et cetera, et cetera. And then they just take that thousand dollars from their savings at 43% we saw, and then they pay off their credit card and don't get charged any interest. Generally, 40% of people, instead of using their emergency savings, would need to borrow or get money in some form, right? Again, so again, personal loan, credit card debt, or from borrow from family. The younger generations are less likely to pull from savings to cover an expense. Again, the younger generations have less money. They they should by definition. That's how that works. The older you get, the more money you should have. Who would pay? And they also got all this damn student loan debt. Shout out to the student loans, student loans. Oh my goodness, percentage you would pay for. Okay, okay. Why are we? Goodness gracious. Ah, uh, this is by generation. Okay, I'm like my goodness. So by generation, um, Gen Z, which is 18 to 26. Gen Z's 26. They would be yeah, 96. Oh my goodness. I'm I'm turning 30 this year. Oh my goodness. Okay, 31 percent. Millennials is 27 to 42. 41 percent. Gen X is 43 to 58. 37 percent. And then baby boomers 59 to to 77. By the way, remember I talked about that sandwich generation. You know what generation is in the sandwich generation? Gen X, 43 to 58. Baby boomers are transitioning out of it, right? You know, you're unfortunately, your, your parents are going to start to die off and your kids are going to start to become more independent, right? Baby boomers ensure their kids are going to be millennials and then their parents are, not, are no longer on this list. They're likely pa passed away. But Gen X, right? Gen X is going to have some trailing parents from the silent generation, but parents in the baby boomer situation. And then obviously they're going to have Gen Z. If not, I don't know what the generation is after Gen Z, but that's and they're going to have some millennials. So that's why you see really Gen X people in the sandwich generation, you know, to take out Gen Z. They just got started out here. I mean, who cares about an 18 or 19 year old not having no money? Any money, should I say? Be radically correct. But Gen X, that's the sandwich generation right there, 43 to 58. By the way, this is the reason why I say if you're under 30, get everything figured out as far as paying off debt building your emergency fund. But if you're over 30, you have to get it figured out. Because when you get to your 40s, if you don't have it figured out, you're going to be in the sandwich generation. Your kids are going to be older, going to be wanting to do more stuff, et cetera, et cetera. And you might be in a situation where you may be having to take on some of the financial load from your parents, if not just a straight up physical load to help them if they have any you know, medical conditions. My goodness. I already told I already, I already said this before. I already told you all this stuff. Bank rate doesn't need to tell you this. Less than 50K, okay, household by household income this percentage you would pay for. Okay. Okay. Thank you, bank rate. We appreciate this article. Very lovely chart here. This is letting you know the higher, the more money you make, the less likely these people are going to, uh, or the more likely people are going to be able to pay cash for a thousand dollar plus emergency. Less than 50 K is 23%, 50 to 75 K is 50%, 75 K to hundred thousand is 58%, then a hundred thousand plus is 71%. So there you go. However, the data is conflicting when we talk about how many people who make $100,000 are struggling financially. But isn't it a third? I think it's a third. So this is actually about right. Okay. That, that's still, it's still crazy, though. It's still crazy. So you want to if you want to be able to pay cash for an emergency, it's telling you to increase your income, which I just ranted about, about the damn minimum wage. Okay. By gender, here we go. Men are more likely 50% chance and then women 37%. Now, because I like to be messy, out of this 30% of women... How much 
this is this is probably not including the percentage of men who pay for their emergencies. So it'd be interesting. And also, too, this is not including the men who choose to pay for a woman's emergencies before they. OK. I always have to throw those nuggets in at 56 percent baby boomers. OK, more likely. OK, this is going over everything I just said. Um, 31 percent of Gen Z. Right. OK, we pay for an emergency. Smaller percentage of any generation. But again, Gen Z, that's they're putting that 18 to 26. And again, part of Gen Z is is still not even 18 yet. So. In short, that's really, you know, 22 slash 23 to 26. Because, I mean, if you're college college and under, I mean, you shouldn't be having, you should, your parents should, in short, still be paying for your emergency. And a lot of those people's parents are who? <laughs> a lot of Gen Z's parents are usually Gen X, right? Your, gener- your parents are usually a gener- two generations after you. So a lot of millennials' parents are going to be baby boomers, which mine are, right? And a lot of Gen X, um, their children are going to be Gen Z. Again, sandwich generation data again. All righty. Oh, missed that one. Um, paying for surprise, right? Household against is going over household income. Willingness to pay a surprise expense from savings rises as people report higher household incomes. Yes. In short, more money, the more likely you are to have money to save for things. All right. So my left hand 50 percent is 23 compared to 71 percent. Wow. You double 50. 50 K is half of 100 K. Obviously, but it's 23 percent for 50 K and under and 71 percent for 100 K and under. That's a big difference. And also, too, I don't know where they, you know, where these thousand people survey, but, you know, incomes are pretty relative to where you live at in the country. These people who are making 100K are likely living in higher cost of living areas as well. So that'd be interesting to see more data on where they actually survey these people. Additionally, 60 percent of those who graduated college would pay right like 1K from savings. Again, if you graduate from college versus high school, in short, the higher your education um, that you've achieved, the more likely you are to have a higher income. Again, compared to people are at 29% for high school diploma. Although when I did this student loan episode, this is not going to be true for black people. Black people are more highly concentrated in the lower income earning fields. And then when black people choose the higher earning income fields or degrees from a detailed perspective of a degree, they're choosing there. I'm saying they because I did. I didn't choose this. But black people are choosing the lower earning income tracks in the overall higher earning income fields. That's insane. That's just two wrongs. My goodness. Okay, pain, right, surprise by gender. Okay, men are 50%. Okay, women, 37%. Women were more likely to finance surprise expense with the credit card, 27% than men, 22%. Again, the data shows women uh, spend the most amount of money and they have more debt than men. So this is all just echoing that. Nearly three in four are saving less due to economic factors. Yes, prices went up and interest rates went up and employment changes. Inflation led to rising prices over the last year for everyday goods like, okay, groceries, which is inflate inflate when they judge inflation. The stuff that goes up is is the type of stuff. Inflation doesn't mean everything went up in value. They just look at a set few of things. Well, not few, but a handful Uh, leading to argue fewer people being able to save for emergencies. Here's the thing. You should already have the emergency fund saved. You don't content. This always don't. I don't like the phrase pay yourself first. And you got to be careful when you say save and invest. Once you save for your emergency fund, three to six months, wherever you want to put that number at how liquid you want to have it, whether you invest them or not. But w- once you have that money saved, you don't continue to save for it. And then if you use it, then you put however much you use back. So if you got $10,000 saved and you have that $1,000 emergency in this case, then you put that $1,000 back to go from nine back to 10. It's that simple. My goodness. A significant portion of those with lower incomes and less education are saving less. Yes. The lower your income and the lower or less education you have, the more likely you are to have a lower income. So obviously people who have low incomes are going to struggle making money. Why do they need to say these things? Shout out to this article, though. Yes, people with, with 
people with little to no education past high school and people with low incomes are struggling financially. My goodness. 80% of people in households making under 75K. That's a lot because most households are almost 100% of households are under 75K. 80% of people in households making under 75K a year were saving less due to at least one economic factor compared to 64% of the people. See, make, see, that's only a 20K delta. So 64% of people, 100K or more, are, in, are saving less. But it's only, it's only 80%. That's not that much. It's only 14% or, excuse me, uh, 16% for 25K difference. 78% of those with a high school education or less were saving less compared to 68%. That's only a 10% delta if you, if you got undergrad or higher. That's not that much. That's not that much. We asked what is causing you to save less. Okay, inflation is 70. Jesus, inflation and rising prices. See, interest rates should only impact you if you continue to take out debt. As long as you got a, if you, as long as you got a fixed rate, <laughs> if you have a fixed rate, it don't matter what interest rates increase to after you get your loan. <laughs> Why do they say these things? Rising interest rates for what? If you got all this credit card debt and your credit card debt is variable, so they're going up. My goodness. Now, again, most people are going to recommend you aggressively pay off your credit card debt because one, it's high interest if you do the snow, uh, the debt avalanche. And two, if you do the debt snowball, usually your credit cards, if you separate them and itemize them individually, are going to have the lowest balances. So usually in the two major debt payoff plans, avalanche and snowball, your credit card debt is usually going to get tackled first regardless of which one you choose. My goodness. Change in income or unemployment status. OK. And anything else. Any what is anything else? Anything that's see rising interest rates, that's that's complete cap. That's complete. If you got a fixed rate, it doesn't matter. But I guess that credit card that is killing people. Um, when comparing different economic factors, again, I appreciate the chart. Okay, then we talk about the chart with words. It's saying the same thing. Um 49% was the statistic last year. So comparing different economic factors, 68% of people were saving less due to inflation as of this year for 2023. But in January 2022, last year, so last year's article was 49%. So almost a 20% increase. Number of people who have not had their savings impacted by inflation nearly halved since last year. Only 17% of people said that inflation and rise in prices are not having an impact on their savings, significantly down from 33%. That's half. That's half. I know it's half. I know that, I know I read that it was half, but it's, you see the number, 17 versus 33. My goodness. Older millennials or those between 34 and 42, so I'm not an older millennial, are the demographic most likely to be saving less due to inflation? Yeah, because these are people who likely in that marriage phase, a student loan debt phase, kids phase, mortgage phase. This is the messy middle. My goodness. Shout out to money guy, the money guys, Brian and Bo. Due to inflation and 70% saying they're saving less. Yes, this is, this is just as you're, this is the precipice of getting into the sandwich generation. Your kids, depending on when you had your kids, you might have just had kids, or if you started having kids and you're right in your 20s, right, and you're now 34 to 42, right, your kids are in that late elementary school, middle school range, so they're doing more after school activities, things like that. Yeah. Also, 60% of those with a college degree said they're saving less due to inflation compared to 71% of those without a degree. So this co your college degree isn't impacting you, but so much. How rising interest rates are impacting savings, again, under half, 40% said they were saving less, okay, due to rise interest rates. 60% of Hispanic Americans, 64% of Black, non-Hispanic said they were saving less due to interest compared to 44% of white Americans. Where's the Asian percent? Where's the, where's the number for Asians? Because there's usually the lowest. One of the upsides of rising interest rates 
is the more generous returns being paid on savings. That is true. As interest rates have been increasing, as far as from a debt standpoint, so have the interest rates for your, from high yield savings account. I've gotten the email from Ally, no sponsorship, but almost every month. They've, they've, it's gone from under, it was at 0. 0.8 to 0. 0.9 at one point in time. Now it's like three, 3.3 3 or 3.4, something crazy now. Yep, highest since 28, 2008. Remember 2008, the, you know, housing crash. This situation where having more money to work with, including higher yield returns, can make an important difference. True. More money is always better. Always remember when it comes to the interest rates, that 1099 INT, 1099 interest. If you do get over, technically supposed to file it, but regardless, but if you get over $10 in interest, your bank will be sending you a 1099 INT because you have to claim that as income, the interest income. So make sure you, you do that. And don't be like me where you forget and then you get, get fined by the IRS and get charged interest over $15. I had to pay $43, a $43 fine because I forgot to put $15 in interest and it was still in the account. I didn't even use it. Okay. How change? I'll always be upset about that. How changes in income or unemployment status right? impacting people <clears throat> when it comes to saving for unexpected expenses? All right. Okay. U.S. adults who say change income status, right? So 44% of saying it's causing them to save less, 20% save more, 36% no impact. So over half saying they're saving more, no impact. But then I guess only 44%. Okay, all economic factors, bank rate survey about people. All right, change income again to 44%. Gen Zers are most likely to be saving more due to a change in income or employment status, with 33% of Gen Zers saving more versus 10% of baby boomers. More than two and three Americans, like if you're a baby boomer, you shouldn't be saving for an emergency fund still. Like, my goodness, you've been working 30, 40, 50 years. My goodness. More than two and three Americans would be worried about having enough emergency savings to cover a month's worth of expenses. So these, this is saying not just $1,000, but do you have at least one month of emergency funds saved? We asked if you lost your primary source of income tomorrow, how worried would you be about having enough emergency savings to cover your immediate living expenses? Over the next month, shout out to people who want passive income, right? So if you lose your job, you're still generating some income. So 14% not worried at all, 17% not too worried, 23% somewhat worried, and 45% vary for men. 18%, some men are less worried than the general, not too worried, 18, somewhat worried, 25, 39% very worried. Whew. Women, 10% not worried at all, 17%. So seven, I feel like not worried is and somewhat worried or like, that's what I tell you when you do a survey, don't pick like two, three or four, either do a one or a five. That's what this is. This is the middle choice and it's pretty much the same for everybody. The middle choice, not too worried or somewhat worried is about the same. But when we look at not worried at all or very worried, women are at 51%. So half of women would be worried if they lose that income versus 39% of men. Wow. Mm. Okay. Savings cushion typically starts right building three months emergency funds. So they're asking about one month in this case. If you lose your job, however, bank rate survey show most people are concerned about having that landing pad. Yep. Also remember too, if you have an emergency in the sense where you lose your job, you should cut everything. If you don't, if you don't have any income, right, you should cut, you know, Netflix stuff like that. So your burn rate or how much money you have to spend on a monthly basis goes lower. So your emergency fund lasts you even longer. Okay. Don't, don't keep your lifestyle if you have no income. Most of you shouldn't have a lifestyle anyway, even though you have income, if you don't got enough, you know, you don't got your debt paid off or not investing enough, but regardless, 68% of people said they'd be worried living expense for a month. They lost primary. Okay. Again, 45% cool. 40% not worried at all. If in a pinch, women would be much more likely to be worried about being able to afford a monthly expense 
72% compared to men, 64%. Non-white Americans are more likely to be worried about paying for a living expense were white Americans than white Americans. So 63% of Hispanic, 54% of African-Americans and compared to 39% of white people, more than three and four millennials and Gen Z would be worried. Worries over having enough emergency savings, percent of generation and income level worried about having enough. Okay, this is about generation and household income. Again, this is going to reflect, in short, this is going to be the, the inverse, right? I don't know if these are right directly correlated or the inverse are correlated, but the less likely you are, or the, the more likely you are to pay for $1,000 cash, it makes sense the less likely to be worried about if you lose your income. That means, you know, because you have money saved. So this is going to be the exact same thing, except for the Gen Z part. I mean, the Gen X part. So 85 percent, 85 percent of Gen Z, I bet half of half of this 18 to 26 is still in college. So and also, too, you can still be to college up to 26, 79 percent of millennials, 69 percent of Gen X and baby boomers to 53 percent. That's a lot. Again, as you can imagine, household income is going to reflect the same way. 82 percent, 50K or less. 66% if you're making between 50 to 75K, 60% if you're making from 75 to 100,000, 100,000 plus is 48%. That's, look at this number though. And so I want to know, I'd like to know where they survey these people. But if you make 100K or more, still 50% chance you're going to be worried about that income, um, losing that income and not having enough money saved for a month. It's not even asking for three months. This is one month. 85% of Gen Zers, okay, same thing. 79% of millennials, only 50, okay, 53% of baby boomers. 69% Gen X. Savings worries by household income, right? Yep, the lower it is, the more likely they're going to be worried. Three tips on building your emergency fund and miss high inflation. Here we go. Building an emergency fund can be a lifeline if your if your income decreases or you lose your job. Here are three tips to help you. Figure out how much you need in your emergency savings. Yes, do a budget. Necessities, debt payments, investments, lifestyle. You can either do your emergency fund based off of just your necessities and your debt payments, or you can do it based off of everything, whereas you're adding your lifestyle. And obviously, it's going to be higher if you're adding your entire budget. But in short, if you want to know how much your emergency fund is, take how much money you make a month and then multiply by three and then multiply by six in the three to six range. That's it because your, your budget should not be. Shout out to those of y'all living off for debt. And credit cards, but your your monthly expense is not more than your monthly income. If it is, that's a problem. So, if you don't feel like calculating it, just take how much money you make a month three thousand, four thousand, whatever. You make three thousand dollars a month. Your three months is going to be nine thousand, and your six months is going to be eighteen thousand. So you need anywhere from nine to eighteen thousand dollars saved. It's that simple. Experts commonly recommend saving your thirty six months in case of emergencies. For example, right monthly bills two thousand, save six thousand. Allow you pay for your bills if you lose your income. And again, though, remember, see, this is your monthly bills are two thousand, and you have six thousand saved. Let's say you lose your job, but remember, you can just go to McDonald's and get a job. Like if you have no money, just go get just go get a minimum wage job to decrease your burn rate. And remember, it's a minimum wage job. You can just not come the next day. It's not that big of a deal. Don't do that. It gives people those two weeks. But you know, as far as you know, being able to get another job. But a lot of the times when people look at, you know, tap into their emergency fund or this burn rate, they look at not having any income. And it's like, yeah, if you got the three to six months saved, you got tens of thousands of dollars saved or you're in a two income household. Right. Because you're in a two income household. Obviously, there's someone there to supplement, you know, you having a loss in income. But if you're in a situation where you're just single and you lose all your income, just go get that minimum wage job so you can decrease your burn rate. So even though you have two thousand dollars. Right. Let's say now you're instead of you making let's say you're making four thousand dollars a month. That's the thing. You see, if, if you're making two, if your monthly bills are two thousand dollars, hopefully you're making more than that. But minimum wage in America is seven twenty five. Hold on. 
if you work 80 hours, 725, that's 580 dollars times two. Yeah, so you're gonna bring about a rack, and you're not paying no taxes at that crazy low tax rate. So now your burn rate is really gonna be around a thousand dollars. It's probably be a little bit more, but it's gonna be around a thousand dollars a month. So now that emergency fund is actually six months instead of three, because your burn rate is only a thousand dollars instead of two thousand dollars. These are the things they don't tell you in these articles. Shout out to the court and full of fat podcast. Shout out to the information you're gonna get in the financial coaching as well. This is not a concrete rule, right? Three to six months. I mean, by definition, the more money you have saved, right? The quote unquote better position you're going to be in. Opens a saving, yeah, savings account just for emergency, right? You can do a high yield savings account or money market, however you want to word it. Make a budget. Budget should be the first thing. You need a budget so you can figure out how much you need in your emergency savings, right? How, how are you going to figure out your bills if you don't do a budget? That's what doing a budget is. You may already have a budget right in place for save more. Boom. Methodology. This study was conducted, okay, by Bankrate. For bank rate by SSRS on its opinion panel omnibus platform. Okay, here we go. Twice per month. This, sorry, because saying this panel is a national twice per month probability based survey. Interviews were conducted from December 16th to 19, 2022, among a sample. See, look, they, have, they only sampled 1,028 people. So that, that's how we got all this data. In English, 1,003, and Spanish, 25. The survey was conducted via web, okay, almost 998 on the web, 30 over the phone. Margin of error for total respondents is plus or minus 3.5% points at 95% confidence level. And all SSRS omnibus data are weighted to represent the target population. Okay. Again, written by Lane Galipsy and edited by Tori Rublog. Okay. All right. So, again, if you want to, you know, better save money. Figure out how much you're, you need in your emergency savings, aka do a budget. And then, yes, obviously open a savings account. Some people put all their money in their checking account. When we're talking about whether or not your, your emergency fund should or shouldn't be in a separate account, that's on you. That's more subjective. How you manage your finances as far as how you have your bank accounts and things like that set up, there's no rhyme or reason to say to do either um, one way or the other just from it's an easier it's easier to account for it right? you have more accounts so it's easier to account for it. But if you're I've seen many people, they have all their money in their checking account. So then that's just what they want to do. All right. So in short, this is saying um, the more money you make, the less likely you are to be struggling financially. Sensational. Sensational. Thanks. Thanks for that bank rate. Excited to do the one next year. They are saying, though, right, it is getting worse based off of, you know, inflation, pandemic, et cetera, et cetera. Interest rates. I don't know. I don't feel too, too confident about the interest rate statement. Because if you if you got if you got a car loan three years ago, it wasn't matter if interest rates went up. If you got your mortgage three years ago, what's the matter if interest rates go up? Now it's that credit card debt. That's probably what people ask. All right. All right, y'all. So again, make sure you hit that like button, share, and subscribe. Shout out to the YouTube algorithm again. I'm sideline underscore Corey, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. My financial coaching information is in the show notes on YouTube as well on my link tree for Instagram and Twitter. $50 for one one-hour session a month, $100 for up to one one-hour session a week. My co-host Jordan, Stop Stalling J, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Then his business page is finally fit06 on Instagram and finally fit on Facebook. And his website is finallyfit.live. Again, all this information is in the show notes. But for Jordan, you can check out his website, finallyfit.live, for his online personal training services, 5 a.m. on Monday and Wednesday for the, uh, excuse me, 5.30 a.m. for the online classes. Then on Tuesday and Thursday at 6 a.m. for the beginner classes, the Monday, Wednesday classes or more intermediate to advanced. Tuesday and Thursday classes at 6 a.m. or more for the beginners. And then if you're in the Hartford Hartford County, Maryland area or willing to travel to Hartford County, Harford County, Maryland. Jordan is doing in-person 
in-person sessions, but obviously he only has, you know, like so many in-person slots. So you're gonna have to reach out to him to figure out his availability. I'm gonna have to get him once we do another court and flow fat episode. I'll make sure he he says it on here just so um we, we have it on wax. But all right, y'all, again, make sure you, you know, make sure you save more and say less. Yes. But that's that's why I say that. Save more, say less. You need to get to work, especially if you don't have no kids. J- just work as much as you can so you can prepare for these situations. Because even though is the recession going to quote unquote occur this year, we don't know. No one can predict it. But it is going to occur. And I can promise you after the next one occurs, another one will occur. You're probably going to experience, you know, two to three in your lifetime. Just go and look at the past recessions. Economic times are going to hit you and hard economic times are going to hit you and you need to prepare for it. Obviously, do everything you can to increase your income and make sure you have skills that only not only generate income right now, but also forward and future looking type of skill sets. You can continue to have money in the future. In short, in 2030s, 2040s, you still want to have a skill set that can help you generate more and more income. So when economic hard times show up, a.k.a. a recession, you are prepared for that situation. All right, shout out to the student loan episode, though. Shout out to all the black people out there. Shout out to my black people. Y'all, y'all, y'all highly concentrated in these low, lower earning fields. And even when you pick a higher earning field, you pick the detailed lower earning ones. Shout out to data and statistics. But all right, y'all, that's all I have. If you have any questions, again, you reach out to myself, silent underscore Corey, or Jordan S. Stop Stalling J. Our email is Corden. Corden. NFE, yeah, there we go. Corner NFE at gmail.com. Or you can leave comments on YouTube, Instagram posts, TikTok, whatever. But all right, y'all. Remember to save more and say less. Keep making better your best. And I will catch y'all in the next one.